Moving into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Set and underway for Moody on the mic. Back again, Moody on the mic. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me, of course, Peter Moody, Anthony Mithen, and the resident Rain Man, Tom Hackett and Moods. Uh, well, I mean, when you jumped online before, there was uh, we did think you were in a bathrobe, but if you've got about seven buttons and your shirt undone. I know it's a warm day, but there are 1970s porn star vibes about you right now. Very Dirk Diglerish, Peter. Dirk Diglerish, is he a good man? He's Dirk Diglerish. Apparently he's very good. Well, I wish I had a bit of his weaponage, maybe. Maybe that's the case, boys. Uh, Maybe if I had some of his apparatus. Uh, um, Yes. So, anyhow, uh, welcome. Good to be back, isn't it? Uh, God, spring is in the air. Beautiful day here in Melbourne. 25 degrees. Rain man sitting up there rolling his mow in Queensland. Queensland weather at Sandown today, Rain man. Very enjoyable. Dirk yes, I, re- I reckon Rain Man has the profile to be a Dirk Diggerish. Um, that old saying, Australian saying, all pricking ribs. <laughs> the mighty Tom well, Hackett. I don't know how we could have started this show any better uh, than, than just porn star chat. But I'll tell you what, you almost started the day in brilliant style moods. You had a, a filly go around and race one at Sandown, where we find you right now called Roll On High, who was very, very impressive running second at big odds. Uh, and then I looked at the breeding and saw she was by a shameless, by a shameless award and a, I think a three-quarter to Dewayas. Just tell us a little bit about this uh, this filly. And um, and she, you look, is, do you feel she's as promising as she perhaps looked in that opener? Oh, oh listen, she's a, she's a very nice horse, Roger. Um, she came from last. They're not making a lot of ground here at Sandown today. I think of the first six races, five litres of one. So it was a good encouraging, but she's probably um, customary of my stable the last few weeks. They're running well. They're just not winning. So her run was very good. Obviously, it wasn't as good as the winner, but uh, she's a nice filly. She's probably more an autumn filly, filly than a spring filly. Yeah, and just back on the Dirk Diggler theme, it wasn't in his style to come second. Oh, actually, it might have been. Mitho, we haven't heard a lot about Seamus Award on this podcast lately, and um, I don't want to give you any further reason to talk about it. So, uh, what, Rain Man, welcome to you instead. <laughs> yeah, it's good It's good to have an, uh, to talk about Seamus Award again. And there was a period uh, when Incentivise was flying and uh, Seamus Award seemed to have another Group 1 winner every weekend where it really did become the Seamus Award show. So he's gone a little bit quiet, Seamus Award. So, uh no, good to have him oh, back what? in the moody on the mic headlines. He's still going well, Mitho. Don't I know you don't get upset. I can see your Bruce oh, Dream. He's still going very well. He's still going very well. He's just not having a group one winner every week like he was at one stage. About uh, three days ago, we had a, yet another group winner of three from three Quintessa, um, who uh, won the, the gold trail in um, in New Zealand and looks set for group one riches later in the spring in uh, the land of the long white cloud. So he ain't going anywhere, Seamus Award. And Moods, you've got um, that one you've uh, wrapped the taken the wrappers off today and, and there's a couple for us in the next few weeks that we might let punters in on as, uh, as time whiles away. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. No, he's still doing a good job, Seamus. So uh, I'm sure uh, I would like to be having as much sex as him over the coming few months of the, <laughs> as the spring is in the air. You, you're really revved up. This is going to be a lively show, punters. Just strap yourselves in because PJ Moody might be at his best for this next half hour. <laughs> Poor old Kate Watts. Who, Kate Watts is sitting in the media room at the Ludbrokes Park Sandown thinking, what the hell is this bloke talking about? <laughs> Of course, a big thanks to Kate Watts who helped Moods log on to the uh, Sandown Wi-Fi. And if 
uh, if I remember, we, we might actually whack that as a little Easter egg at the end of the show uh, for punters to listen to a bit of behind-the-scenes action. Uh, Kate, helping Reeds out with his new tablet. Now, in terms of, um, well, some potential fiery uh, debate, Craig Williams' ride on Giga Kick uh, on Saturday attracted plenty of attention. Uh, Giga, by Willow's own admission, was willowed. Uh, and there is chat today that he might lose the uh, ride on the Star Gelding. And that uh, would be a very expensive ride to lose because he's potentially staring at the richest uh, campaign of all time with an Everest and also a Golden Eagle. And Moods, um, Willow is one of the great jockeys of his generation, but he does have a tendency to put in a shit one at the wrong time. This would be the most wrong time to have done it. Not ideal at the start of the preparation for a horse like Giga Kick, no doubt in the world about that. And Willow did put his hand up. A bit surprising. Um, listen, copper pay, done the wrong thing. Uh, it was um, Craig like. I'm not like you. Uh, I don't, you know, we always take the piss out of him and he can. Willow won. And he did give him a horrible, horrible ride. Let's be honest. Like, what was he thinking? He stepped away slow, fast run, thousand metre race, just sit back, run home. Horse has a nice run. Get on the back of Imperatives and Rothfire, who I thought Rothfire would beat him, you might recall, last week on this program. Uh, but Willow made a 700 metre run in a thousand metre race and they've run 56.6. Yeah, not pretty, not pretty. But do you replace him? I'm not like Anthony Mithin and go out ranting and raving, and particularly racing eight and nine at Flemington when he's had a few under his belt and he wants to berate young apprentices. Um, I'm a bit more professional than that. I it's give them a, a pay. I call, now, I, I call them every name under the sun, but then I uh, I move on. And uh, would you replace C. Williams? God, he's given him some great rides. What were your well, thoughts, Rayman? You, you you have a good, hard look at these sort of things. He's definitely made... Uh, it wasn't a, a perfect ride from, from Craig Williams. I don't think it was the out-and-outs. Like, I think Moods is right about the, the time, and he, he has set him quite a challenge. But he's had good success on the horse, so I personally wouldn't be replacing him. But I've got pretty good mail. Uh, Willow's out. Willow will not ride Giga Kick in the Everest. I've got... Uh, the, the, uh, the birds are singing, and the uh, birds are saying it's a... Uh, uh, between J-Mac and Blake Shin as to who will take the ride on uh, Giga Kick in the uh, in the Everest. So that's the that's what I'm hearing at the moment. But, yeah, Willow, one bad ride, and he is a Gornski. Yeah, as, uh, as Mitho, I think he's celebrating success uh, of one of his horses up in Sydney. We won't ask you about that because uh, it's only a little Wednesday meet. Um, I get stuffed. <laughs> we spent half an hour talking about a runner-up in the first at Sandown. Sweet baby boom. Uh, bred by the farm, still own a little piece. Mrs. Mithen owns a little share, and it's just one as you like. Oh, well, if it's Selena's horse, then we'll let it let it through. Uh, hey, just on Saturday, though, uh, kick, kick aside, Pinstripe was fantastic, winning the fee, and obviously had the form going in, ran second to Mr. Brightside to start prior, and uh, Enver Dusipovic uh, finds himself with a Cox Plate runner, Rain Man. Yeah, it was a good win by Pinstripes. He'd been uh, knocking on the door and uh, to win one of these uh, races like the, the fee and stakes uh, for for a while now. I'm not convinced uh, Pinstripes is going to be a, a serious player when we do get to Ladbrokes Cox Plate Day. I do think he'd need to uh, step up uh, fairly substantially to be uh, a, a contender, but uh, it was well played to, to win the fee and stakes. And now he's got that direct entry into the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. So good luck to Connections, but... 
I'm not sure he's going to be uh, bothering the scorers on uh, Labrack's Cox Plate Day. I heard AJ on radio on Friday, and mad Saints man, AJ, absolutely crazy. And he actually floated the idea that he probably wouldn't be at the Valley. He might be at the MCG watching the Saints play the final instead. So I hope he actually did take the horses over the, the footy in the end. It wouldn't have been a great result. But um, that's sort of something around your area's moods. You, you've been known on a big race day to just sit in the car and watch uh, watch a little bit of Netflix on the iPad rather than uh, worry about the races outside of your own. So listening to the footy on the radio while the races is nothing. No, exactly. Uh, you've got to relax and you've got to take in your environment, Hodge, and... Uh, Imagine having to be there for eight hours, putting up with, you know, seven and a half thousand Anthony Mithens. <laughs> how, how painful would that be? But uh, no, listen, it was great to see Enver win that race. He was quite, uh, he was quite emotional. I've got to say, I think a fair bit of blood, sweat, and tears has gone into Pinstripe's effort there on Saturday. And uh, he's at the the, you know, what do you say, Willie the Wonka, Willie Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. He's got the magic ticket to get into the Cox Plate. Um. You know, what are you going to run and hide from in a Cox Plate at this point in time? You know, I, I think, uh, you know, you certainly wouldn't turn down a free ticket. I know uh, my connections in play with Pounding, who ran fourth and probably was arguably a little bit unlucky after running into the speed hump, uh, which was the short price favourite Globe at the 600 metre mark, um, took away his chance. Um you know, we would have certainly be going towards a Cox Plate, and, you'd, and I reckon you'd be going there with a bit of gut so too, because I'm yet to see a horse that you're going to run and hide from uh, in the weight for age ranks in Australia to this point. Not a bad point, Moods makes there. If you look at the, the Labrox Cox Plate market at the moment, Romantic Warrior, got to make the trip over from Hong Kong, uh, currently as as the favourite. Mr. Brightside, second favourite. Uh, we we yet to really see him at his best at, at 2,000 metres. I'm not convinced he's a, a genuine 2,000-metre horse. Without a fight, looks more likely to go a Cups path, Caulfield Cup into uh, a Melbourne Cup. Light infantry has got to make the, the, the trip over from the UK. Then you've got sort of the three-year-old, Amelia's Jewel, who runs on Saturday and might go to a Golden Eagle. So it's definitely, uh, we're yet to see um, a, a local put their hand up and say, I'm the horse to beat in the Ludbrokes Cox Plate. So it, it's a good point Moods makes. It's very different to last spring where we sort of had, we knew that the Cox Plate was going to be Animo, I'm Thunderstruck, Zaki, some sort of combination of that. We haven't really, we haven't really got that so far this spring. Ooh, race seven's about to jump. What do we reckon, lads? Hmm, a guy in the community says he's keen on the ruffy. Do we trust him? Well, his username is, I'm a real big stats guy. Say no more. Connect, banter and follow tips with a community of like-minded punters. Only in Ladbroke's communities. Ladbroke it. T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Four races to look at today. Some big races there on Saturday. Two in Sydney, two in Melbourne. Let's kick it off, Rainman, with the seven stakes in Sydney. Race seven at Randwick, as you'd expect. And, uh, well, the old boy, still favourite for this race. Yeah, the, the seven stakes is a, a new race, Rog, that uh, is now on the calendar in place of the George Main Stakes, which has been moved to Everest Day, uh, renamed the King Charles Stakes and given a, a nice handy little boost in prize money. So it's basically the, the same conditions of the uh, of the George Main Stakes, but has got uh, a bit of a rebrand this race. Zaki and Fangirl, equal favourites at the moment with Labrokes. Think it over right there in the market at $5.50. Then you got Pericles here at $8.00. And... He's the horse that really does uh, excite me, this preparation, Pericles. Uh, 
we saw him as a, a three-year-old uh, perform really well. And he, for me, he always looked like a horse that could potentially be even better as, a, as an older galloper. So he's the one I had sort of uh, had the circle around as a potential Epson handicap horse at the start of the spring. And uh, he's given me no reason to think that he uh, can't win the Epson handicap. And I think he can pick up this race on the way as well. He's currently $8, so I think over the odds. This is a step up in quality, but he's had two race wins this preparation. I thought he was really good in the tramway. Barry Levin is a little bit of a concern, but I still think uh, at $8, he's definitely the, the value runner here. Uh, no knock on Zaki, who was uh, very good first up in the in the wink stakes behind Fangirl there. So certainly no knock on that form. But I think Pericles could end up being uh, just as good, if not better than Fangirl. And we know that Zaki isn't quite the horse that he once was. So I'm happy to be with the new blood on the scene in, in these uh, wait for age races. And that's Pericles at the $8. Yeah, I also think Zaki is probably one I, I maybe want to steer clear of. Not, certainly not uh, not disgraced at all first up, but I just think I'm going to look elsewhere. Pericles is, is one I'd circled. And Huyamel, I mentioned this uh, before his first up run, but I wanted to see how he'd settled into that new stable. And I thought, while running fifth, I, I, I thought he was reasonably good on that run. And you're still getting $18 about him here. And I think as an H-way ticket, I wouldn't mind a little bit of Huyamel, number seven, race seven, number seven in the seven stakes. And then Fangirl and Pericles are the other two as well. So that's my trifecta, seven, eight, and nine. But uh, I wouldn't mind an each way ticket on who you Mel. Yeah, I'm each way hinged here at $11. Uh, great record second up. Uh, it's won three times from five goes second up. Um, getting to uh, to up to the 1600 will suit. was a really good run behind Fangirl. And I, Fangirl uh, first up, I thought, only beaten a length. And um, I just think, uh, yeah, Chris Waller will have this horse ready to fire second up as he's done for um, most of its uh, most of its, its life with him. So um, hinged for me at 11 bucks. I'm with Fangirl. Uh, I thought she's very good first up, being given time to get over the run. Chris Waller must have buggered up the nominations. He's only got three runners in a wait for age race in Sydney. <laughs> something's, got, something's gone wrong here, which is quite staggering uh, by Chris's standards. Um Think it over and Zaki, aren't they terrific old warriors? Uh, they still do a hell of a job. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a fangirl fan here. Um, good, tough mare. Has that strong I wish I win form from the Golden Eagle last year. I think that's good enough to get her over the line. Mood's a fanboy, a fangirl. Uh, others going elsewhere. Let's go to the shorts now, Rain Man and... Um, we get to see probably the banner horse of good old in the spring. I oh, know. Well, Pericles will be right up there too. But uh, in secret, the favourite in this one. Yeah, it's a really interesting race, Rog. The shorts are a bit of an audition for a lot of these horses uh, looking to uh, secure a slot into the Everest. In secret is the favourite there at $3.30. We get to see Overpass for the first time this campaign, $6.00. Remark beat Nature Strip and Eduardo last start. He's $7. Buenos Nachos was a first up winner, $7.50. Private Eye, we know how good he is, he is on his day there at $9.50 as well. And you got Lost and Running, Hawaii 5-0, Marzu, uh, Group 1 winner, Ruthless Day, and all at double-figure odds. It's a, a terrific race. Uh, in Secret was very good first up uh, behind uh, Remark in that Concord Stakes. And uh, she should take good improvement from that run. I think she'll be better suited over 1,100 metres drawn barrier four. I do think she's deserving of her status as the horse to beat. Privatised, the interesting horse for me. Uh, first up, last preparation, uh, looked set for a big campaign where he finished fourth first up in the Newmarket Handicap, but just didn't fire in his uh, two race starts after that. 
Uh, so jury's out on him a little bit. But if he does bring his best form, we know he's more than capable of winning a race of this quality because we saw how close he went in the Everest last year behind Kicker Kick. So private eye at $9.50, I think, is a good value there. But a big watch on a lot of these horses. Uh, a lot of these horses will be pushing for a slot in the Everest, a lot of them first up. So be interesting to see if Hawaii 5.0 can sort of take that next step after a nice campaign in uh, in Queensland. Mazu is never far away in these sort of races. So uh, it's a terrific race. So I think the market's got it just about right, but a really uh, interesting race from a sit-back-and-watch standpoint. Seeing a pretty similar rain, man. 1,000 metres is probably always going to be a bit sharp for in secret in the Concord. She didn't miss by much, so the 1,100 uh, with that run under her belt, I'm, I'm happy to be with the Stargate off and there. Uh, as I mentioned, I, I think she's probably their banner horse this spring. It's, it is a tough race with a lot of quality, uh, and I'm, I'm keen to see Hawaii 5-0, Mazu, Overpass, Buenos Notches. Uh, yeah, great race, but I'm with the Blue Army in secret for me. Pineapple, pineapple job, pineapple pulling it out. Uh, it's there's a horse there you haven't even mentioned is Remark, um, who could easily win this. He's uh, had more problems than Lindsay Lohan, but he's come back from all of them and uh, showed them a clean pair of heels as a gelding last start. And I feel like he could be the star on the horizon of the sprint brigade that we're looking for. Um, and he hasn't even got a mention from the two, you know, erstwhile learned judges that uh, share the podcast with. Um, well, myself and PG Moody. It's named after Moods, and he lets us know every week. Uh, Moody on the That's mind. the biggest compliment you've ever paid me, uh, Mitho, because I don't think anyone else has ever called me an erstwhile judge. And, uh, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. Mark is the hey. forgotten horse if you're really desperate to have a bet, but I'll be pulling the pineapple out here. Um, well, we can't have two pineapples, and Mitho stole me thunder, so I've got to have a stab here. Not allowed to have two pineapples in one race, uh, says the... the uh, podcast rules so i'm gonna to have to go with overpass i just thought from gate one as long as it's not a as long as it's not a disadvantage i reckon he'll rock it along and be very very hard to catch um just looking through the field uh cody morgan very good trainer from up in the central highlands i suppose of new south wales here casino lord he must be having a weekend down in sydney cody uh needed some tickets to the races um <laughs> Yeah, but a very good. You could send him something. Well, very good trainer. Um, I'm just yeah, seventy-one rater in in amongst the best. This is arguably, you know, the, the, the best sprinters around outside of two. You put Giga Kick and I wish I win in this field, and that's your that's basically uh, your Everest field, I would imagine. You're not oh, going to claim. Good, it was a pretty good run two starts ago, where he ran fourth at Tamworth, though, Pete. <laughs> Did you see the run? Have you done your video for? <laughs> no, I haven't got that deep into it yet. Um, but uh, yeah, listen, very good race. I'm just thinking beyond Baker overpass. He'll want to secure a slot. I don't think he's secured a slot yet. Overpass is that right, Tom? No. Yeah, not yet. He no. doesn't have a slot at this stage. Well, there's there's nearly all the fielders chasing a slot, isn't it? Outside of uh, probably in secret, so. Uh, yeah, terrific race. It's a sit back and watch for me, particularly with uh, I wish I win at home. Uh, Curl and his mo. I want to have a look and see how these ones go on Saturday and see what we'll be lining up against in the Everest. Sit back and watch with a little uh, one eye on overpass for moods. Let's go to the group one now. Uh, Maccabi Devis Stakes, one of the great horses of all time. Maccabi Devis, three Melbourne Cups, Cox Plate, Stackmore, Rayman. We get to see this. One of the, the stars of Australian racing go around here is a pretty short price favourite in a pretty small field. And I'm not talking about Spanish Mission. 
Yeah, small field, but high on quality, Rog. We get a, a bit of a rematch from the Memsey Stakes with the notable exception of I Wish I Win. Mr. Brightside, the favourite, he's $2. Alligator Blood there at $4. Princess Grace, $4.40. Early push for Ozapenko into $11. Rounded out by Aegon, $21. Francesco Guardi, $23. And the returning Spanish Mission, who is the outsider of the field at $46. I say it every time Mr. Brightside goes around. Uh, he goes out, I take him on, he goes out and wins. I say, oh, I've underrated Mr. Brightside again. I, I should probably be on uh, next time. But once again, I'm going to be taking him on here. Uh, just at the $4, I want to be with Alligator Blood uh, in the Maccabi Diva Stakes, a race he's running well in the past. I like what he did first up. I think he was pretty tough, should take good improvement from that run. He looked like he could be beaten a long way, Alligator Blood, but he kept on fighting, he kept on finding the line. Mr. Brightside had the fitness edge on him that day. With that run under his belt, I think that Alligator Blood can improve, can roll along with Damien Oliver in the saddle as he chases another Group 1 victory. So I'm with Alligator Blood to upstage Mr. Brightside, but I'm not underrating Mr. Brightside. I think he's a deserved favourite, but just at that price differential, I want to be with the Gator. You keep taking him on, Rayman, and he'll keep throwing two hoos straight up at you. So, yeah, did it again. Uh, Mr. Brightside, can't go past him here. He's it for me. Brilliant first up. Brilliant last start winning the Memsey. Uh, I reckon he picks himself. Two bucks. Thank you very much. I gave you two a wrap earlier, but uh, I'm going to rescind that, given um, that you were just too quick to nod in in, in just um, you know, meek agreement with Peter Moody when he suggested that there's no wait for age star. There's a wait for age star. His name is Mr. Brightside, and we just need to wake up to the fact. I reckon those, Will, Will, JD and Ben Hayes, they would be screaming at the world right now, except they've got the best horse in the country. They've got the best weight for age star, and they're just cleaning up while no one's paying attention. Mr. Brightside will lap these. Be on him in all your multis. Just load up. Bet irresponsibly, punters. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'd, I just tipped in Mitho, so I'm not really sure where you're well, going I know, with that. You, and did, you agreed with Moody when he said... No, no, I didn't. I just, wasn't, I just wasn't listening when he was a, talking. Lad Brokes, Cox play. Oh, you weren't listening. Okay. You're off the hook, Rain Man. You're in the sin bin. Uh, Ryder. Ryder. Yeah, thanks for agreeing with me, Rain Man. And I agree with you, Rain Man. I'm with the blood here. I think track and trip, three starts, two wins, and one second... Mr. Brightside, five starts at the track and trip, one win, one third. So I think it's a bit of a favourite of Alligator Bloods here. I reckon he will take more improvement out of the Memsey than Mr. Brightside will. Um, and I think he's probably got more tax, more tactical versatility than Mr. Brightside and probably their main danger, Princess Grace, down the bottom. Um, if Ollie and Willow get caught up in one another's... Um, Halos, Princess Grace maybe could blouse them both. But I'm with Alligator Blood. I'm thinking he's the big improver. My horse, Spanish Mission, really looking forward to getting him back to the track. I was looking forward to a 16-horse field, a genuine tempo for him to get back and run on. And I reckon he probably could have beat half the field home. But he's unders. He should be 330 to 1 in a seven-horse walk, trot and canter affair that this will be. He'll probably over-race because he'll be a bit fresh. And won't get a chance to round it off, but as long as he comes home safely, I'll be a very happy man Saturday night. The Let's Elope Stakes is our chance to see the best in the West, Amelia's Jewel, come over and see if she can match it with the big boys in the East. Uh, and the bookies certainly believe she is absolutely the one to beat here, Rayman. 
Yeah, despite drawing barrier 15, Amelia's Jewel is the, the clear favourite here. She's $1.85. See you in heaven, $9.50 is the only other horse at single-figure odds here. And uh, she's probably one of the most interesting horses of the spring, Amelia's Jewel. The first time we're seeing her uh, on the Eastern Seaboard, and there's an outstanding video on Ludbroke's social media channels uh, speaking to her trainer, Simon Miller, who has always had a massive, massive opinion of, of this mare. So the, the preparation starts here in the Let's Elope Stakes and could potentially end up in a Ludbrokes Cox Plate or a Golden Eagle. And if you don't want to be winning uh, a Ludbrokes Cox Plate, you probably need to be winning uh, a Let's Elope Stakes if we're being honest. So I think despite that she is a deserving favourite, I, I won't be diving in at the $1.85, but I think she should prove too classy for these horses. And hopefully we do get a bit of an answer to the question about just how good she is, this preparation, because the hype's always been there. There has been some really good performances. She's already a Group 1 in WA, and she certainly wasn't disgraced in, in the quokka. But uh, she could be the one that we're talking about, uh, the a void of a wait-for-age star outside of Mr. Brightside. Uh, she could be the one that steps up and, uh, and makes herself counter this preparation. I had a bit of a chat to Simon Miller last night on the phone, actually, and he, uh, I think we might want to get him on the podcast uh, over this preparation. He is a very entertaining man. I think he'd fit right in uh, on this podcast. And as regular listeners of this show know that I am a very big Amelia's Jewel fan. I named my daughter after this horse. Uh, and, and I think the wide barrier won't be too great in Impos, given her, her style. I think she can wind up down that long straight. And given Winburn, um, she's a star, and I hope she proves it. Uh, on Saturday, certainly on the way to even bigger and better things. I think she's the best horse in the country, and I think she'll win with a leg in the air, and uh, that's your multi-punters, uh, Mr. Brightside and Amelia's Jewel. Um, you you can't go wrong there. She's a star, and uh, I can't wait to see her beat up on lesser opposition. She, she'll get serious, and she'll have to get serious um, to live up to that mantle I've just given her in a few weeks' time. Uh, whichever path she takes, um, we might get that answer. I think he's enjoying it, isn't he, Simon Miller? Isn't he enjoying the interview? He loves it. He absolutely he loves it. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, he's a bit me, me, me. I yeah. like it. We need to get him on. And no, well, as he said, he goes, one day they, they'll just stop ringing. So he's going to enjoy yes. it while he can. He's, that he's got a good horse. So, yeah, as Moods yeah, knows, that we're doing black caveat days, but the only problem is they never did stop ringing, Moods. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, listen, isn't it great? more trainers are more like Simon Miller, I say. <laughs> yeah. Miller on the mic. Yeah, it's got a ring to it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, Miller on the mic. Yeah, no. Imagine if we went Miller, we went Moody on the mic to Miller on the mic and just asshole Mitho. His coup just <laughs> fell flat and we just went straight <laughs> over his head. Yeah. Perennial well, listen, coach. it's going to be exciting to have a look at Amelia's duel, isn't it? This is the first run out of the bubble. Um... And she needs to beat these if, uh, you know, she's what we believe she may be. Uh, I'm just really looking forward to having a look at it. I've got three in the race. I'm going there thinking that mine are none if this filly's anywhere near as good as as all and sundry seem to believe. Uh, Australian racing needs superstars. I'm hoping she's it. But for my connection's sake, I'm not. Uh, so... I'm just going to sit back, watch her. I can't tip against her. The one thing I can tell you is the 14 life lessons. What price there, Rain Man, when you finish sneezing into your glasses? $31 to win, $6 to place. The lowest rated the lowest rated horse in the race at 33 to 1 shot. Put her in your multiples, punters. Uh, life lessons are 14. But let's sit back and enjoy Amelia's duel and see if she's as good as we think she is. Can I just ask, Moods, did you... You've obviously you've taken three spots in the race. You you clearly do underrate Amelia's jewel. 
because otherwise you'd be trying to duck and weave, wouldn't you? It's a Group 2 race, and she can only fill one of the top three spots, so there's two others up for grab, Mitha. I thought you as a breeder would appreciate a trainer having to throw out the stumps for that. And I've got another filly first up, and she needs to kick off in Shuffle Dancer, who I think will be more than capable of winning these mares races going into the spring. Uh, life lessons will probably follow Amelia's duel to the stock stakes because she's crying out to get out to a mile. And Papali, I thought, was very good last start in Adelaide and is knocking on the door also. So if something, and touch wood, it doesn't, or if she has bad luck in running Amelia's duel, you're going to be dirty that you're not there. You realise second's the first loser, Peter? Um, Ryder, I'll remember that when you want to run one of yours in a stakes race when it's a totally ludicrous, fucking ridiculous suggestion that you quite often come up with. How many times did Brooklyn the... Hustle run second in a group one, Mitho? Yeah, well, she mm. was, yeah, and she was, she's been was the third loser. dubbed a loser. <laughs> yeah. Second is mm. the first loser, which is why it's moods. Mitho, Roger in the rain, man. <laughs> <laughs> you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Okay, let's go to the best bets for Maccabi Davis Stakes Weekend. Rayman, kick us off. And now, are you keeping stats this spring? Yeah, I am keeping stats, uh, Rog. Uh, I had a winner in the, the first week, and uh, we haven't had a, a huge amount of joy thus far. Uh, Mytho's still uh, looking. Hey? Are you, so you don't count uh, Perilous Fighter that bolted in and and paid four bucks on the Friday night when I gave that my best bet. Didn't run on a Saturday, right. so we on, we're only counting. We're only counting oh, Saturday winners, though, Mitho. You're the one, you yeah. We're only stuff. counting Saturday winners. You're the first one to come in here and have a crack at moods when he celebrates a midweek winner. So, uh, sorry, that that just doesn't doesn't trouble the score, is that one? That needs to be reinstated. I'm putting a protest in. And and if not, I'm sending Braden Maynard round to your place to try and smother. Uh, we, I'm heading to a very rare trip to the best bet for me in the Highway Handicap. I thought it was a tricky day for a best bet. There's one I quite like here in the Highway. Ranwick Race 2, number 13, once again, my girl, trained by uh, an old mate of moods, Brett Kavanagh. Uh, this horse, in the highways, I'm looking for lightly raised horses that have plenty of upside. And this... Uh, this filly, uh, this mare is definitely that. Uh, I like the fact she's been kept at a thousand meters here. She was good in the uh, autumn, won two races, then uh, was not disgraced behind Red Card, who won uh, last weekend at, at uh, Rose Hill as well. So I think she's got a lot of speed. She'll go forward from Barrier Nine. I think she might just prove too speedy for her rivals in the highway. That's race two at Randwick, number thirteen. Once again, my girl. We go to Flemington, race six, number eight, Stretton Angel, paying $8.50 at the moment on Ladbrokes. Now, I remember speaking to Stokesy's son slash assistant trainer, Tommy, on the show uh, I do for RDC uh, on the day of the Dequetville, and he said she's a star, or words to that effect, uh, and she absolutely spanked him that day. Uh, step up here, first run as a three-year-old, but look, I think just a third start. I'm buoyed by the early money. And in the words of Tommy, value, people, value. And, Rog, just to reaffirm that for you, I've watched this particular filly trial the house down at Packenham over the last month, and Philip's been waiting and waiting and waiting. He's been sitting on this filly for the best part of about three or four weeks waiting for this race, and she's been absolutely flying. So uh, no knock Ooh, from me I like there. This. Sorry. I like this. Sorry, so Mitho, back to you, mate. I'll yeah, well, no, I wasn't listening to Rog. Now I'm, now I'm actually listening. What what are we doing? Stretton Angel, race six, number eight, one from the Philip Stokes Yard, a daughter of Harry's Angel. She won the Dequetable Stakes in, in Adelaide. 
and it's, uh, it's, she's been it's eight fifty, and it's been trialling the house down at Packenham. So certainly one to keep an eye on. Right. Oh, mm. shivers. Right. All right. Shivers. Well, um, shivers. I'll get you. Right I'll get you a little bank. I'll get you a little bank the race before because um, we're pretty excited, uh, Petey and myself, about uh, good old legacies. We're excited about legacies, Pete. Huh? Yes. <laughs> We are, Anthony. We, we are. She's come up a bit short, but um, short and sweet. Two dollars fifteen in the oh. um, in in the Exford Plate race five at Flemington Legacies. Um, she's pretty good first up. Uh, uh, v eight, the only one to beat her to the post. Um, who was um, who who had a distinct better look presented better on the day we we knew our filly was going to come on for the run um by all reports pete tells me that she has and uh i think the two dollars 15 won't last long so if you're listening uh wednesday night or thursday morning jump on have a bet uh into roger's best bet and um just count the cash Saturday. legacy Legacies. Well, I hope you're right there, Mitho. I'm with you. I think she's probably my best of the weekend. I believe she's still open to good improvement legacies and really looking forward to the flight stakes in Sydney a couple of weeks post this race. But uh, I'm thinking she goes very close to winning race five, number 15, Legacies. Uh, we've uh, touched on Spanish Mission in the Maccabi Diva Stakes. He's blowing the cobwebs off. Uh, I'm looking for a competitive effort, but not thinking he can mix it with these horses in a sit-sprint affair. My three runners in the Let's Elope, race eight, horse three, shuffle dance. A very good filly, drawn a little bit tricky out in 12. We'll probably have to go back and take our medicine, but she can run very, very well. Papali knocking on the door, the 13 in the same race, probably not the roughest in the race, but I just thought Life Lessons' work on Tuesday morning was probably as good as any horse in the yard. And I thought at $31, behind a very short price favourite, Amelia's Jewel, you can include her in your multiples. Couple of interesting races. Uh, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I've cut short there too. And race 10, I've got number two, Fame. He resumes off the back of a Queensland campaign in the 1700 metre open handicap. He's in great order. His work's been very good. I expect the cheeky run out of him, but expecting him to improve with racing. So, uh, a couple of interesting runners. I've got a filly goes to Geelong on Friday, uh, a half sister to Winks. Uh, by the name of Time of My Life. And what a little maiden it's turned out to be because the favourite in the race is uh, I'm Invincible uh, Sister to Shoals uh, from the powerful uh, Anthony Friedman stables uh, called Ithamus. So it looks an exciting race that the three-year-old filly's maiden uh, 1,100 metres at Geelong on Friday, 2.30pm. So race three, number 12, Time of My Life. An interesting watch for the stable. I think she's a nice filly. My best, I've got to stick with you, Anthony. I've got to stick with Legacies. Uh, Legacies straight out, I would think. Life lessons each way in the Let's Elope. And what a great race the Shorts is. Full of Australia's best sprinters. And boy, they'll let them run fast here. Maybe not as fast as Willow went on Giga Kick from the 700 last Saturday. But they'll let them rip. Lad broke it. Katie, watch. You don't give a fuck. Yeah, where do I go for the internet? She'll sort it. Thanks, Kate. Connect to Wi-Fi, MRC. No, I don't. You connect. Not to that one, but is it? I've got to go Go Race 2023. Yeah. All networks. I'm going. 
I'm going with this. Small G, go race. We'll be the fucking judges. Gee, uh, thanks, Kate.